with the prayer using the words of Jesus. Heavenly Father, sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Is it possible to misuse the Bible? I'm not talking about something obvious like tearing pages out or throwing the book into the fire. Think more subtle than that. Is it possible to misunderstand its meaning? That can certainly happen, even with us. What about something worse, though? To misinterpret its passages with the result that there are false teachings that go on continuously. There are examples of that, aren't there? We can point to modern-day religions, such as Judaism or Mormonism, which both claim the Bible, or part of the Bible, as a foundation, while letting go of or throwing out the core gospel truth of Christ. Followers of such religions today, and there are many, would fit the description of Paul in 2 Corinthians 3, our text today, verses 16 through 18. Paul writes, For until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament, because the veil is taken away in Christ. But even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. When the apostle wrote that a long time ago, most of the Jewish people in the Roman Empire were avid followers of the Old Testament. They heard it read in the synagogue every week, but they did not accept the Christian claim that it was talking about Jesus, whom they had rejected as the Messiah. As a result, they had turned their Old Testament Bible into a false platform whereby you follow a certain code of life to get and hold on to God's favor, an endeavor doomed to fail. We don't bring these examples up to feel better about ourselves in comparison. Rather, they're a picture of how it would go with us, how our own human nature is, how our sinful flesh continues to think about these things to this day. The only reason that you know and accept the truth of Christ is because God gave that to you. Or to follow the wording of Paul, God took the veil away from your heart when he gave you your faith in Christ. That gospel faith, by the way, is like a key which unlocks the Bible's meaning and gives you direct access to all of its truth, especially the good news of promises and blessings that are wrapped up in the reality the fact that Jesus really is your promised Savior, your loving Lord, your triumphant God. 
Let's call it the tip of the iceberg, the gateway to better things. Beneath that iceberg and below the surface would be important matters firmly settled, nagging questions answered in the positive. At the top of the list, at least for me, would be the nagging question that keeps popping up because we have a problem with sin. The question goes like this. Will God really forgive me of everything I've ever done, including those sins that keep happening, those sins that bother you the most? The answer to that is a resounding yes. Yes, he will, because Christ took away all the sin of the world. Another one. Will it really happen one day that you and I live in absolute perfection with him, even risen from the grave, if that's where we happen to be on Judgment Day? Again, the answer is yes, because of Christ. A common question that someone might ask you happens when they're curious. Hey, what's the Bible about anyway? Why was it written? You could give them the one-word answer. Jesus. And say more, of course. That one-word answer, Jesus, is much more than a connecting point, a hinge between the Old and the New Testaments. Jesus Christ, Jesus the Messiah, is exclusively the Savior from sin and death for all people. We could keep going with the questions with one more. Why do you go to high school at Emmanuel? Someone might ask you that one day. You go to high school in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, why would you do that? Again, the answer, the best answer would be Jesus, our Emmanuel. Something that you can share with people according to situations that arise. Because the Lord is for the unchurched person in need of the truth, as well as the Christian friend in need of comfort. Now when we say the answer is Jesus, that really is a mouthful. J-E-S-U-S is more than a word to say in a prayer or to read in a Bible passage. Jesus is more, much more than a powerful person of the past, a great man who did great things. He is the Lord God who created all things. And for you personally, he is both perfect substitute and sacrifice so that he's your righteousness because of what he did for you. He's the guarantee of your forgiveness because of what he paid for you. He's also a champion king who came back to life, reclaimed his glory, and did so with a promise that he'll come back for you and me with that same glory. In the meantime, he is with you at all times in a hidden way. He blesses you in ways that you don't realize. He fights for you against evil and against the devil. He goes to bat for you with God the Father. He sends angels to your side and the Holy Spirit into your hearts. He leads you through his word, that ancient Bible book, which continues to be the sure foundation of reliable truth, the only light of life with a capital L. Through it and in it, the gospel of Christ, we have more than the answer. We have the key given to us by God to know him by faith in his son 
and to have a life with him now and forever in Christ Jesus. Amen. We'll close our worship this morning singing hymn 294, stanzas 1, 2, and 4. Stanzas 1, 2, and 4 of hymn 294.